You're listening to the Boyd Martin Podcast, and here is your host, Boyd Martin. Hello, I'd like to welcome you all to the uh, very first ever Boyd Martin Podcast. This is uh, our first crack at doing a podcast. It's uh, a new and exciting uh, way of communicating to everyone that's interested in the sport of eventing out there. We're going to try and do these shows every, every couple of weeks. Uh, for those who don't know me, I'm Boyd Martin. I'm uh, originally from Sydney, Australia. Uh, moved over here to America in about 2007 and got a job for Philip Dutton as his sort of right-hand man. Uh, live here in Unionville, Pennsylvania, or actually Cochranville, Pennsylvania, a couple miles down the road from uh, Unionville. And uh, my wife and I, Silva, who's uh, who's changed to be become an American as well as me, um, run a business here, training horses. I, uh, I do the eventing horses and Silver does the dressage horses. So we've got a, uh, a really, really cool um, training program here where we're basically teaching riders, training horses, doing clinics and m- most importantly uh, competing and trying to compete at the highest level. So uh, to, uh, to help me get through this first ever podcast, I've brought in... None other than Dominic Schramm, the Thunder from Down Under. He's come aboard, just moved over from Australia as well, and uh, he's helping me uh, get through this first uh, this first podcast. Schrammo, how are you going? Yeah, good, Mardo. Thanks for having me along here today. Fantastic. Thanks for, for thanks for coming on. Maybe uh, maybe talk a bit about where you're from, what you're doing, and uh, where you're heading. All right, Mardo. Well, as you know, um, I'm originally from Queensland, Australia, Charleville, outback Queensland. And, um, yeah, mate, I moved to Sydney uh, a couple oh. of years ago. and That's a kicker. Um, and, uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's been a journey. I've done my working student time with Chris Burton, uh, tried, my, tried my luck teaching a few clinics and stuff, and then eventually I decided that, there are a lot of opportunities to to be had over here in the United States. Moved over here about two years ago and became your next door neighbour. And uh, yeah, we're just trying to live the dream, mate. Trying to live the dream. And married, Trammer. Married. married, yeah. My beautiful wife from Dallas, Texas, and she's an inventor also. And um, yeah, we're just trying to uh, put together a business and a program and get some. Uh, got, got a few young horses coming through, and um, yeah, we're just enjoying the lifestyle of eventing here in the US of A. So what are, what are we talking about, Dom, today? We're we going to talk about what's on the show. Mate, I think, um, I think something that you and I have in common here is sort of looking at the differences of, of uh, moving your life and business and, and ambitions to a new country, to a new community. Um, and um, I think, you know, we can sort of uh, talk, talk about how this is another world. It's, an, it's mm. a big change. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. We'll... Uh, I tell you, it was a it was a hard th- it was a hard thing for me to do. I mean, I got to say, my um, you know my motivation to move over here was more, um, you know, I was sort of been there and done everything a bit in Australia, and I felt like Australia was a bit remote from the the rest of the uh, equestrian world, and uh, always felt there was bigger and better things out there. Not not to take anything away from Australia, but. Um, you know, one of my goals and dreams was to compete at you know all these four stars, which the majority of them are in Europe and uh, America. So uh, I ventured over in 2006 on a cargo plane with uh, the old Yin Yang Yo from Dubbo, <laughs> and uh, did Rolex Kentucky, and uh, and I did a couple of horse trials while I was here. And uh, after looking around here, I knew it was the place for me. And um, 
and uh, and then went home, got married, married well, and uh, with Silver in um, 2006, and then uh, got a job working for Philip here in Pennsylvania, and and sort of just gone forward from there, and. Uh, yeah, it's a hard thing to do because you you have your own sort of security or your structure in Australia where um, basically making a decent enough living and and had a good lifestyle and and some great events to go to and a, and a very I, I got to say it was a cheap cheap cheaper sport in Australia to to get by to um, to, to make, you know to shoe your horse was cheaper to buy yeah. a horse was cheaper to feed him was cheaper it was. Uh, it was a lot more accessible to everyone, wasn't it? I think so. I, I totally agree with you, Boyd. And I think that um, we had the benefit as Australians to have seen some, a guy like Philip Dutton from Ningen, New South Wales, that move over here in the in the mid '90s and create basically an empire for himself. You know, he through hard work and and you know good riding, he's managed to make himself one of the biggest names in the sport. Um, so it, I think that was a great benefit to us and. Um, but yeah, I guess if you look at the differences, uh, the expense is one of the first ones to notice. It, it's um, I, I would say that the sport as a whole is is a lot more uh, a lot more expensive over here. Um, however, too, you know, there's the benefits of I think there is a much larger pool of people that ride um, in three day eventing in the U.S. Yeah. And although that the Australia has experienced a lot of success in the recent years. Um, you know, I think people would be surprised at just, you know, the, the amount of events we have and the amount of riders and owners and supporters. Um, and a lot of the riders that have done well from Australia have actually made the move at some yeah. point and have yeah. based overseas, so like yourself. And, um, but uh, I think that uh, we rode an, an awful lot more racehorses back in Australia, and, um, whereas you come here and the average quality of the average event horse, I think, is a lot better. Yeah, no question, Tramo, no question. It's, uh, yeah, I mean, the, the expense of the sport sort of cuts both ways for guys like you and me where, you know, where, you know it, might, it might cost a lot more to enter a competition here and it might cost a lot more to shoe a horse, but then there's also a lot more people willing to pay for a riding lesson yeah. or pay for a clinic or an owner willing to send you a horse and, and um, pay you for your time and effort putting into that. You know, so I've got to say, it's, uh, once you get going, I think America's actually a better place. Even though the overheads are higher, there's more more chance and opportunity to get in there and um, have a go and... Um, and, and it's a you know it's a hard, it's a long hard day, but I, I really feel like this has been a wonderful move for myself. And, and uh, you know, I've got to be honest, I'd, I'd struggle going back to Australia now, even though the probably the lifestyle was a little easier or a little bit more Definitely. fun with your friends and family mm-hmm. close by and stuff. I think um, you know I feel quite comfortable and at home right here in America. Well, you're a you're a guy that's. Uh, You've, you've competed over in the UK a bit and I guess that you would have to say England is kind of more the, the home of the sport really. Um, you know, have you ever thought since you got over here that, you know, maybe you should have moved there or what What are your thoughts with that? Yeah, yes and no. I mean, I've got to say I lived there for a couple months this year, Dom, and uh, it was bloody miserable weather, just <laughs> miserable weather, oh, you know. Like it was compared just, to Australia. Oh, right it was awful and... Um, I mean, some of our best mates in uh, Chris Burton, Kevin McNabb. Um, Paul Tapner. Tap, tap, yeah. And, 
I mean, um, and what about the Bricky from Campbell? Yeah, Jock Paget. I mean, shout out to Big Jock. Yeah. I mean, they're guys that have, um, like ourselves, uh, grew up in Australia and uh, chose the England route, and they've, I mean, they've been very, very successful over there, and and uh, and and really got good horses and, and been able to compete at the biggest four stars, and, and they've even come over to Kentucky and uh, yeah, definitely, and do all them. So I think. Uh, you know, I think you got to say America or or Europe would be the place to go. I, th- I think, actually, talking to you about this earlier today, I think uh, one of the biggest things to note is that you kind of have to run a very different type of business. I mean, you you've got a few upper level horses in your barn. Um, well, a few, a couple of really fantastic horses. Uh, but I think also too, you know, if you're if you're on the lower end of the spectrum, trying to sort of break through. Um, with a bunch of young horses, you know, you've kind of got to pick your pick your market a little bit, and I think that, that your location plays a huge role in that, you know. Um, but uh, I think a, an interesting thing that I've noticed too is just the average person competing in the sport is very different, you know, if you compare Australia or the United sure. States or England, and um, I mean. What do you think is the the benefit of um, you know of being accessible to Europe at staying here uh, as opposed to basing in Europe with a smaller stable? I mean, what what's it allowed you to do as far as you know your career? Yeah, I mean, I, I love it here in America, and I think Europe's pretty close by if you think about it. So, yeah, yeah, um, yeah right. and doing uh, your badmintons and burleys and stuff is. Is only a six-hour plane ride away, so I, I love it, the the lifestyle here, and I think the competitions are brilliant, and the, I mean, the community we live in is fantastic as well. What about the horses, mate? They they're slightly different style of horse from here to uh, to Australia. Yeah, I think I think you know when we think back on our eventing in Australia days, I mean, pretty much every horse in your barn was an off-the-track thoroughbred. Yeah. I mean, and, <laughs> and uh, I mean, really, it was. Um, they obviously sort of purpose breeding has really come through in Australia in the last you know twenty years, but um, we all were riding horses, and I think too we personally owned a lot more horses yeah, in no Australia. Question, no question. Um, you know, how, I mean, how many horses do you ever at the barn? How many do you own? I own half of one at the moment. <laughs> yeah, out of out of what thirty? Or? Nah, well, don't have that many. Twenty. Twenty. Yeah, but uh, whereas in Australia, you know, it's kind of a lot more. You've got to you've got to try and. Like a good mechanic, you got to try and pick a pick a car that you can you think you can put time and effort into and sell for a profit. It's a little bit the same in Australia, whereas you come here and I just think um, you, you sort of a lot more warm bloods, a lot more Irish sport horses, yeah. a lot more uh, purpose bred horses for the a sport. lot more quality, eh? A lot more quality, I think so. I mean, not to knock the the thoroughbred because it's probably the the most perfect horse for our sport that we could find. Um, you just got to go through a lot more to find that, yeah. that Neville Bardos or that Courageous Comet. Or, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, that's something I've definitely noticed since, since getting here. Yeah. So changing gears slightly, Shramo, um, you've just moved here. Where you? What are you training out of Aiken in the winter? And yes, sir. Yeah, Aiken, South Carolina is perfect for the winter. Um, great footing, great weather, lots of events. Um, but uh, yeah, in during the warmer months up here and. Chester County, Pennsylvania, which is probably the most beautiful horse country in the world, arguably. And you've just come in as an, an emergency fill-in for me. We yeah, have. unfortunately, your uh, your right-hand lady, Caitlin Silliman, in ho- hospital with a 
with a head injury, but she'll be back as strong as ever. Yeah, and poor girl, she uh, was doing. You know, Caitlin's one of the uh, the top up and coming riders in the country, and uh, a three star rider, and was doing a bit of dressage of all things in the dressage ring, and the horse stumbled, and she flicked off the side and batted her head in on the uh, on the kickboard. So yeah. I wish Caitlin all the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who would have thought dressage was so dangerous? Yeah, she was wearing a helmet though, folks. So that was a good thing, and. Uh, Dom's been good enough to uh, come on and um, do a bit of Caitlin's work for, uh, looks like she's out for a couple of months, so uh, doing, uh, doing uh, help me out there, mate, and you've got some of your own horses in training. Yeah, a couple of younger horses, mate, and, um, I, you know, obviously you kind of got to, when you go to a new country, you got to start sort of start over again, but I'm enjoying the challenge of it all and got a few quality horses in the barn, and, uh, yeah, mate, we're just going to, chip away and try and live the dream right 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 well that's the ticket that's the ticket well we got um a bit of eventing left for the year we've got a couple of horse trials up here in pennsylvania and maryland and virginia big one at fair hill three-day event yeah mate the national championships i'm looking forward to it they say it's a it's a big beefy course it's wet and it's uh it's where the champions stand out mate exactly exactly we um and then we had plantation uh, a couple of weeks ago, and you're uh, you're out there in the the high jump. Yeah, bear. mate. My contribution was the five foot eleven high jump bareback. Bareback high jumps. Yep, yeah, and uh, silver did, silver medal. Did you come second? Yeah, yeah. come second, mate. Uh, Caroline Martin won it. Caroline Martin. She was uh, she was fabulous. Outclassed you. Uh, outclassed me, mate. I just couldn't hang on. Uh, but uh, no, nah, it was a good, good fun event. I mean, the community here just came out for it, supported it. Oh, just absolute one of my favourite events of the year, and um, yeah, it just was great. And uh, but we're looking forward to Fair Hill. You got a, you got a few of your top level horses going. Got a you? got a couple specials in there, Shramo. Got um, a really really classy new horse called Trading Aces in the CCI Three Star, and he's uh, he's raring to go. He's fit as a fiddle at the moment. And in the two star, I've got a crackerjack and uh, yeah. and a new one called Master Frisky, which is a, a master impulse that I've uh, just secured the ride on. So uh, three three quality horses that will all be in there with a crack. Yeah, and this is a, this really is we should mention probably Fair Hills really the lead up to Rolex next year. So Trading Aces has got to be your your well games horse for a couple of years away. Couple, couple. Yeah, we're, we're trying to trying to line them up, mate. Trying to line them up and. Uh, Old Otis and Neville will—they uh, got to spend a bit of time off for the rest of the year and uh, and be back in action. Uh, hopefully next year for Rolex. So it should be a uh, a strong a strong finish of the year, I reckon, Dom. Oh, mate, yeah, no, eventing in eventing in the US really can—it's wrapped up in Fair Hill International Three Day Event at the end of the year. That's what it's all about, mm. and uh, we look forward to it. Absolutely. Well, let's wrap this first show up. I think that's gone pretty well, Dom. There's yeah. no swearing or. <laughs> We've done well, mate. Mass, mass silences, <laughs> uncomfortable silences. No, I think we've done well. Uh, if you want to follow me at all, you can find me on Facebook or my um, my uh, website account is uh, – no, what's it? Website is boydandsilvermartin.com. And we've got a bit of a blog on that which uh, updates everyone on what we're doing. Oh, I follow it. It's, it's good reading. <laughs> makes for good reading. And what about you, Shram? Are you on Facebook? Yeah, or? mate, I'm on Facebook. Shram Equestrian. That's S-C-H-R-A-M-M Equestrian. And you can, uh, you can find – yeah, all you need on Facebook, just go, just search it and you'll find it. Fantastic. Well, thanks for coming on tonight, Dom, and uh, we appreciate everyone that's uh, downloaded today's 
podcast, and we look forward to putting another one together in a couple of weeks. What are you covering in a What are you covering in future sessions, boy? I don't know. We're we're gonna hit hard topics next. We gotta we gotta we gotta get real serious. And All right, sounds good. Talk about training, maybe. <laughs> maybe training. Training. Yeah. The sport, whatever you like. Thanks, everyone. Really appreciate it.